Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I'm Tim, and welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And today we're going to doing something a little bit unusual for us. Um, we've got a multi-part series. This is episode one of Helter Skelter. And as we take a look at um, Charles Manson uh, and the Manson family, as well as the Tate La Bilanca murders. So um, we usually only do, um, you know, usually we don't do multi-part series and um, usually we don't take on these more famous uh, events um, for a couple of reasons. Mostly uh, the people, just other podcasts generally cover these things a lot. Uh, so we always try to do some of the stories that are uh, less well-known. And harder to fact check. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but you're not here yet. So I have to edit you out. Um, the other reason is that um, I just don't like doing multi-part series. Um, but this is an interesting story, and there's a local connection. So we're going to give it a shot. Um, this this is a four-part series. It will be. It won't necessarily be totally chronological. Um, we're, this episode is going to focus on um, young Charlie Manson. Um, episode number two, uh, part two, will uh, focus on the members of the Manson family, or at least the main players. There, there were at one point anywhere between 20 and 30 members of the Charlie Manson family. We're certainly not going to cover everyone, but we're going to cover you know, the main players. Um, part three, we'll get into the murders themselves, and then part four, the investigation, the trial, and the aftermath. So... We hope that you'll join us for all four episodes. Uh, we've only done uh, a multi-part episode one other time. It was early on. We did a, a two-part series on the Axeman of New Orleans. You guys remember that? That was our very first one, Timmy. Yeah, it was one of our earlier ones. No, that was our very first one uh, together. Maybe, maybe the first one together, yeah. So um, this is unusual for us. So we're going to give it a, a, a shot, um, and hopefully you'll enjoy it. Let me introduce um, our panel. I'm joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented, the queen of mean, the empress of evil, the mistress of the macabre, uh, Satan's dirty little secret, pill poppin', penis lovin', Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? I'm doing all right, Timmy. How are you? I am well. How was your um, Christmas? It was good. Was it, it was... better than George Michael's? 
Clear, clearly, it was. <laughs> okay. Clearly, we, we it was lost better. Another, uh, we lost eight. two more. Carrie Fisher's gone now, too. Yeah. Some comedian died today. This whole f- I know. This whole freaking year needs to be written off. I am going in hiding for the next four or five days until 2016 is over. I'm afraid. You would kind of do that anyway, though, wouldn't you? Like, that's not unusual. Well, that's true. But I don't want the Grim Reaper to find me. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he knows where to look. I hope not. <laughs> he hasn't gotten to the D list yet. <laughs> how How was your Christmas, Timmy? Uh, it was great. I didn't do anything. <clears throat> um, what did you? <laughs> Sweet. Did you expect a did different answer? Did you see answer? your mama during Christmas? I did. I okay. saw my mom, and uh, I think it was it. Did you, Brandy? I know that. Uh, how How was your Christmas? Uh, my Christmas. <laughs> Why are you laughing? You're not even here yet. <laughs> my Christmas this was is Brandy fine. Time. My Christmas was fine. Now I understand Noah was a little disappointed. Noah was pissy because he didn't get a cannon for Christmas, and informed <laughs> so, him that so, he couldn't have one in city so, limits. So he, so Noah wanted a cannon. Did he? Did he tell yes. you that prior? Well. No, he told me that on Christmas Eve, which makes it hard. I mean, you can't just, that's not one of those things you can go to Walmart and get. No. First of all. You probably buy them on Amazon, though. Well, but it wasn't coming overnight, and quite frankly, I was a little hesitant to get him a cannon. He doesn't have a boat or a parrot. Well, or I mean, you know, we, we don't have a lot of marauders around my house you don't know when he to was need a cannon. Do a siege on your bedroom. Well, you just well, never know when a cannon is going to come in handy. I think he wanted to shoot himself out of it. <laughs> well, that's that would be, you know, that is a dying art. Well, mm-hmm. and that may be, but he can do it. He can do his art on, you know, when he can afford his own cannon. Man, I've been man, I've been wanting a cannon for fifty years. Well, I'd like to have a cannon. Yeah. Well. I don't know what to type. Man's Look on Amazon. Down. Man is keeping us mm. down, Kirk. Oh, yeah. Look on Amazon. Maybe it's on the after Christmas sale. I would like to introduce a man of, uh, well, high moral fiber. Nope. There is no man like that here. A man who's known for his uh, generosity as well as uh, being a very, uh, uh, I don't know, Christian-oriented, would you say? I would not. <laughs> The uh, moral fiber of our podcast, the moral uh, I wouldn't say that either. Of all podcasting today, a man who's the most dangerous man in podcasting, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm, I'm average today, Timmy. How was your holiday? I saw you were bitching about it on Facebook. No, I wasn't bitching about it. I just, you know, uh, we... Renee decides to take a trip, you know, for God knows how long, Paris Hilton jetting around the country. Then she come back, and she got three days to Christmas shop, mm-hmm. you know, so you're rushing around. And Couldn't you have done that when she was away? No, I can't. I don't know how to Christmas shop. She's got the credit card. No, I don't know what to buy people. How in the hell do I know what to buy people? I don't know what those kids like. So you had some uh, last-minute pressure to go Christmas shop, and after that, how was it? Um, after that, once the boys got home and everybody got settled in, it was fine. I, you Did know, you get a cannon for Christmas? I would like to have a cannon. I would like to have a crossbow. I would like to have a... Because this year almost came down to being a flamethrowing Christmas. Um, but, <laughs> You're almost like our <clears throat> friend Brad, Brad Pardo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was... But every year like that with me is... Uh, I, we go to her mother's house... 
and uh, it's tense at best. So. Does her mother like you? <laughs> no. No. Oh, okay. No. Shocking. Yeah, I know. I'm glad right. I was sitting down for that revelation. All right, Colonel, are you looking forward to this uh, series of podcasts that we're going to do now? Well, it's I'm calling it. It's a four. It, it's the Charlie Manson four way, Timmy. <laughs> It's, it's sort of the Manson Marathon. It's a Manson Festival. Yes. It's a family festival. The tough thing about doing this is a family-friendly show now, Timmy. It is. It <laughs> is. It, you're right. Um, it is now. He because Charles Manson was a family man. He you? was a family man. Yes. Yeah, I have to admit that. Okay. So before we get into Manson and all of his uh, dastardly deeds, I want to talk. I want to give some shout-outs to our. Uh, listeners who support us on Patreon, um, thank you very much. Uh, without your support, we could not uh, be stay on the air. So we want to thank all of those who support us throughout the year on Patreon. Uh, if you would be interested in supporting us on Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash history dweebs. You can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Just a wee little bit, Timmy. Just e a wee little bit. Everything helps. We certainly appreciate it. So I'm going to run down the list of folks who are currently uh, supporting us on Patreon. Thank you. Thank you very much from the bottom of our heart. Alicia and Chip, Jen Moyer, Brandy McBride. And, oh, Jim Moyer, I, I, I had apparently missed her the last couple of times. So, Jen, my apologies. You're very generous in your donation and we greatly appreciate it. So we're hoping you have a Merry Christmas and a great New Year, and thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, as I said, Brandy McBride, Annette Petray in the Bronx. I bought some soap off of Annette, so I'm looking forward to getting some soap. I got some Woodsy Cinnamon Body Butter coming, Timmy. Are you excited about that? Woodsy um, and rum. Yeah, are you going to so lather you yourself up? I'm going to lather myself up like a bitch, Timmy. Mm, God. Lise over there in Norway. Thank you, Lise, for your support. Uh, Leslie Hagar, thank you, Leslie. Uh, Amber Scoville, thank you very much. Jahara, whose Dolphins are in the playoffs, Colonel. Unbelievable. They beat not the Broncos. I told her earlier this year I had that the Dolphins were going to have a good year. She scoffed at it. But now that they're in the playoffs, she's all back on board a bandwagon. So, Jahara, we're rooting for you and the Dolphins this year. Andrew Happ, um, thank you very much, Andrew. Mandy Swanson, uh, Jennifer Siemens, of course, and her son Hunter, as well as their mo her mother, uh, Linda. Thank you all very much out there in California. Bridget Clavey, thank you for your support. Cindy Liu, uh, thank you, Cindy, who's uh, Cindy's kind of uh, facilitating our um, film discussion group on our Facebook page as History Dweebs the Podcast. So we do all kind of cool stuff on there. So if you're not a member of the page, the group, certainly join us. Again, that's History Dweebs the Podcast. So Cindy Lou, thank you very much for your support. Heather Poole, uh, thank you, Heather. Charlie and Allie from the Insight Podcast, both of them support um, our podcast, and we appreciate it very much and get a chance you haven't heard their podcast, uh, you're probably the only ones that haven't. Uh, it's, it's great. If you like mysteries and murder and macabre, check out Insight. And, of course, uh, we get a dollar donation from Rudy the Wonder Dog. Who, uh, I got to give a special shout-out to the Rude Man today. <clears throat> today is Rudy's fifth birthday. 
Oh, happy birthday, Rudy. Uh, you doing anything special today? Oh, I'm sure there'll be all kinds of special events, Timmy. Uh, around that house, Rudy is... The, the world revolves around Rudy at that house. As well it should. <clears throat> and I got to give one more before we get started uh, because I lost a bet. Okay. To Nancy Palomino Jalapeno Papa. Because uh, Kansas City Chiefs kicked uh, Her Denver's Chiefs butt. beat my Denver Broncos badly. And are the Broncos out of it now? The Broncos are out of it. The wow. Chiefs knocked them out of it. And I got to say, go Chiefs. Um, so... Go Chiefs. Well, that was really enthusiastic. Come on, Colonel, give it a... Go oh. Chiefs. Yeah, a Go better. Chiefs. Come all right, on, all Chiefs. right. That's a little better. I also want to say, uh, 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 to apologize for Missy Horton Dean. We had her in the, uh, we had her getting killed in the uh, fiction podcast. We had the podcast murders last time. Um, but unfortunately, it got edited out, so... Missy, I'm sorry, and uh, we'll kill you next time, I promise. We don't edit anybody. We it edit got anything. added out of the written, the script. Ah. Yeah. So, Missy, I'm sorry about that. I we'll, think we were copy and pasting and combining the two. No, I was, I was, I had her in and I switched some things around. And so, Missy, my apologies. So, it's your fault. And no, sometimes I, I do edit sometimes. But we're going to, we're going to show up and kill you in person, Missy. No, we're not. We're going to make no. it better. No, we can we're do going, better than we did. We, we, we are uh, sorry that we left you out of the podcast because she's a longtime listener and we want to be very supportive of her. We meant to kill you off in it, but we didn't. Maybe next year, if we do something similar, we will uh, we will have you go in a very uh, in a very gruesome, yeah, painful manner. Yes. <clears throat> we appreciate you listening, Missy. Okay, so let's move on to the topic: Helter Skelter Part One, Young Charlie Manson. So um, the one thing that's um, cool about this story is that um, Charlie Manson originated from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. He's a local boy, made good, Brandy. Clearly. <laughs> Although he grew up mostly in West Virginia and Ashland, Kentucky, which is kind of my neck of the woods where I grew up, um, he was born here in Cincinnati. So let's talk a little bit about him. In the summer of 1969, uh, all eyes were on Los Angeles, California, where nine people had been murdered, among them actress uh, Sharon Tate, uh, who was a movie star and the wife of uh, movie director Roman Polanski. Of course, Sharon Tate was pregnant at the time of these murders. Uh, police had um, said that the cult called the family was responsible. And I'm giving them kind of a break here by saying the police because <laughs> they didn't really do a great job in this investigation, but um, they were able to eventually make the right uh, connections. The leader of the family was a man, a ruthless manipulator named Charles Manson. Uh, American was ca- captivated by him, as were the young women who were under his spell. I know you have a problem. You have a lot of young women under your spell, Colonel. Yeah, but I don't make them put cut swastikas into their foreheads and mm, well, whatnot. No, at least not yet. I like to think that I'm above that. Above that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, girls snuck into uh, two houses in Los Angeles in August of 1969, murdered a bunch of folks. Um, the trial was a nationally broadcast and uh, Manson became a household word a household name still is today 
uh, more than four decades after the murder, um, many people still have a fascination with Charlie Manson, who, by the way, is really, really short. I think he's only like 5'7". Yeah, no, he ain't even 5'7". He may be 5'5 five, five at best. Yeah, and uh, during the trial, you could really see when he was young how thin he was. I mean, he was small growing up, and uh, you know he got picked on a lot for that. We'll talk about that. Move it to you way. remember the you remember the Tonight Show? It was Late Night with Tom Snyder. Yes, you remember that? yes. You remember Tom Snyder did the interview with him in the jail cell? Absolutely. And Charlie that. said to him, "I remember this because Tom Snyder was a big guy." Yeah. And Charlie says to him, "You know, I could I could just come right over that table right now." Well, and, and Tom and, Snyder said. Well, then you would get your ass whipped, Charlie. <laughs> but you know that interview, and I saw that. Mm-hmm. Tom Snyder was kind of baiting him the whole time. Oh, he baited him the whole time. Yeah. He was, you know, because first he was saying, you, do you want to kill me, Charlie? Mm-hmm. Charlie was like, no, I don't, I don't have any particular Yeah, but thing, he, kept, yeah. he kept pushing it. But, you know, Manson's a fruitcake. But anyway, um, so today we're going to talk about Charlie Manson, um, how he went from being an unwanted child to the head of the family. We're gonna, like I said, we're going to get into the different family members next episode. Uh, that's a whole episode in itself. But um, today we're going to talk about the early life of one Charles Manson. So Charles Manson's mother was a 16-year-old girl named Kathleen Maddox. And his father was a transient laborer named Colonel. He was a gandy dancer. <laughs> See, you can't just be the colonel and go around doing crazy shit like that. Yeah, but that colonel was his given name. Yeah, that was his. He didn't earn it. No, he didn't he make it. He didn't make it up it. like you did. He didn't earn it. He was. He was born into it. And uh, I'm not proud to say. You know, I was going to give you shit about this, but his last name was Scott. So, <laughs> Colonel Scott. Yeah. <laughs> That's like if me and you had a baby. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, anyway, um, she was a teenage mother, of course, uh, and Colonel Colonel Scott uh, is believed to was believed to have been married to someone else. Uh, so when Manson was born, she didn't um, Kathleen never bothered giving him a name. Uh, and if, I want to say I should say this before we start out. There are so many like rabbit ho- holes you can go down with this story mm-hmm. and it's so it would be so easy to get sidetracked and we're going to try to avoid that and some of this stuff can be verified some of this is legend and some of this stuff is you know i think has been embellished over the years and a lot of it by manson himself either mm-hmm. in front of when he was in front of juries or in front of the judge or in front of um, you know, parole hearing or in front of, t- you know, interviews or whatever. So, you know, t- take some of this with a grain of salt. But anyway, um, apparently early on, um, his mother did not even give him a name. When nurses handed her the paper to give him a name, she wrote no name. And to this day, the birth certificate reads, registered to no, no name Maddox. So... There you go. Maybe she meant Nonami. I maybe Nonami. Yeah, maybe. Nice. It was old. Or maybe it was she misspelled Naomi. Naomi, yeah. Yeah, could be. But anyway, he was a Comanche. 
A few weeks uh, later, the child was named Charles Miles, or I'm sorry, Mills, Charles Mills Maddox, and was eventually given the name Ma uh, Manson uh, because Kathleen got married shortly to a guy named William Manson, who she didn't know very long and didn't stick around very much long either. Very long either. Um, so Charlie never did have a supporting father figure. He didn't really have a supporting mother figure to be honest, because his mother was either away or incarcerated for, through most of his childhood. But again, you know, he paints this picture of being this poor, neglected, abused child, which, you know. It's not too far off. It might not be too far off, but, um, you know, I've also read things where, you know, she did the best she could to be as a single teenage parent. Um to raise him, and he certainly was raised. He certainly spent time with his grandmother, uh, who was you know, very uh, religious. Uh, so, but you know, he was kind of a bad seed coming out. Yeah. I mean, he really was. He was in trouble from almost day one. Um, so it's hard to tell how much of this impacted him, and other how much other of it is just, you know, he was just. He was, just an evil seed. Um, <laughs> he was a bad spawn. He was. He was. Uh, sometimes so, you get those people. Sometimes. So William Maddox is his, his not his uh, father, but his, not his uh, real father, but the man who gave him his last name. He he didn't stick around long enough to form memories. Um, Colonel Scott is said to have been a young drugstore a drugstore cowboy whatever that is, a transient laborer working on a nearby dam project. Interesting story later on, we'll talk about Colonel Scott, who was from Ashland, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. That's where the federal prison is. He ended, his brother ended up getting killed mysteriously in the late 1960s in Ashland. Oh, no kidding. Uh -huh. They found him in his apartment. He was cut up, stabbed to death. And shortly before he, they found his body, they ran, the uh, police ran off uh, a group of hippies that were hanging out oh. nearby. And they were following a man they called the preacher. So, and this is the time when Manson and the family were supposed to be in Southern California. So I don't know if there was any connection there. It's just kind of interesting when I read it. Did they call the colonel's brother the preacher? I don't, <laughs> I don't know if the colonel... <laughs> I had uh, what they called the colonel's brother. Because uh, it took two of them. I'm a colonel and a preacher. I understand. I understand. Um, Kathy Maddox gave birth to Manson while living in Cincinnati at the General Hospital. University Hospital now. They lived down in Sedamsville, Timmy. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, they did. Uh, after uh, she had ran away from her home in Ashland, Kentucky, which is uh, about two hours from Cincinnati, about 30 minutes from Portsmouth, where I grew up. Um, Kathleen later sued the man, uh, Colonel Walker Scott, uh, for a bastardly. Oh. Yeah. Which was a noun as well as an adjective in rural Kentucky. For bastarding? Bastardly. I guess for making her pregnant, I guess. Uh, the you court sue somebody for that? Apparently. The court found in her favor... Uh, awarding her a $25 settlement. Totally and, worth it. And ordering Scott to pay, Colonel Scott, to pay $5 a month child support. Ooh-wee, they hit him hard, didn't they? 
Well, because on know, a Gandhi dance, this, this was in the forties, so he never complied with the order, <laughs> and uh, Manson likely never knew his biological or even met his biological father. Um, there was a rumor at the time that uh, his biological father was black. He doesn't look black to me. And some thought uh, that factored into Manson's racism, but the claim appears to be groundless. So, again, a lot of the stuff, you know, it's kind of hard to sort out fact from fiction. There's been rumors that Charles' uh, mother, Charles' mother was a, Kathleen was a prostitute. Um, and again, this seems to be something that Charlie has, you know, mentioned from time to time in interviews. The family, his family um, disputes this, however. They deny that she was a prostitute. They uh, always do, though. How many, how many families are willing to say, oh, yeah, she was a hoe? Well, especially in her open. family, because she, she was very, her mother was very religious. But, the, you know, it, it, she was young, and she was running the bars at a young age. So, you know, I, that doesn't necessarily make her a prostitute. But I think, you mm. know, <laughs> you think it does, Colonel? Well, it's, I'd say she's probably a prostitute, wouldn't you? You know, it's, it's such a broad term, you know. She was... Then she was a sex worker to me. Uh, maybe. But the family denies this. Now, what well, are your thoughts, Brandy? Uh, she was probably a hooker. Okay. Well, I mean, how many things have your family denied about you, devil? I don't I'm know. I don't listen. But, 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 but you I mean, know, they've denied most of but the But let's say. I don't listen. I mean, for, to some degree. I mean, women take money for favors at times. Maybe it's not direct quid pro quo, per se. But, you know, whatever. Well. There's no, there's, anyway, there's a dispute over whether or not she was a prostitute. Uh, according to her family, uh, according to Manson's family and Manson himself, here's another one of those stories that's out there that, um, I recently read a biography on Manson and this story was never mentioned. But according to Lore, or and Manson himself, I guess, uh, Kathleen tried to trade Charles for a pitcher of beer shortly after he was born. Um, Not a tall pitcher either. <laughs> when she was an infant, uh, she <laughs> took a her shot. <laughs> she took her son to a local watering hole. Who's going to take that deal? Uh, I don't know, but man, they got ripped off, didn't they? <laughs> um, she took him to a local restaurant slash bar, uh, set him up on the uh, set him up on the counter. And smoked up, uh, sparked up a conversation with a, with the waitress. The waitress was eager to become a mother herself, and uh, she was, you know, she made over Manson. Said he was really cute. Um, he was a cute little boy when you see pictures. When of you him. see pictures of him, he was a cute little boy. Pre, it doesn't look like he's going to be the devil. Yeah, that was before the swastika in the middle of his forehead. You know, that's not a bad deal because think all the wear and tear saves on your vagina. One pitcher of beer, you don't have to get the vagina all torn up. You got your own little baby. Well, yeah, unless that baby turns out to be Charlie Manson. And he, yeah, but still. It so she's no making, damage. the waitress is making over um, the baby and, you know, saying how much she'd like to have a little boy of her own. And Kathleen replied in a joking manner, a pitcher of beer and he's yours. 
Now, the waitress probably thought she was joking, but she brought Kathleen an extra pitcher anyway. Uh, what she didn't expect, though, was as soon as Kathleen finished her beer, she snuck out of the restaurant <laughs> like Charles behind. <laughs> See? Yeah. It's, it's well, a verbal contract. She can't be surprised. It's, it's a, a verbal, verbal contract. That's yeah. right. If you're not going to honor it. Yeah. So, anyway, again, this is part of the Manson you know, sort of lore, so we don't know whether or not this Yeah, is- a lot of things that have turned into fact have been things that Charlie has said over the years. Yeah, and he's not the most reliable source. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so anyway, uh, the uh, Manson only made his way back home because his uncle found out that his uh, wife, had, or his, that his uh, niece had traded, or his sister had traded him for a pitcher of beer and he went and got and that seemed wrong yeah he went he went back and picked up the boy when Manson was five years old his mother went to jail um, she and a friend a kind of a, a girlfriend of hers were out drinking and he met a man named Frank Martin Martin uh, was was you know he had a wad of money and he was Ooh, uh, he was he was splashing some money around he making it rain yeah, he, you know, he was buying him drinks. Yes, he was. And Kathleen decided that uh, he had too much money for any one man. <laughs> yeah. She made that decision quickly. So she snuck off. They were shooting pool, drinking. She snuck off. Now, you know, poor Frank Martin thinking he's going to get laid by these two women, right? He's in for a three-way. But, um, the devil's three-way. Kathleen snuck off, and she called her brother Luther, who was another piece of work. Who had He probably the most influence on Charlie growing up. He got a lot of his racism from Luther. Luther, yeah. Luther was a... Luther told Charlie not to believe any shit they told him in that uh, Yankee school. This was in 1940, (laughs) by the way. Uh, Goddamn Yankees. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Luther wasn't the best of uh, influence on Charlie. But anyway, um, Kathleen went and called Luther and said, hey, we're out with this guy. We're drinking with this guy. And the guy has too much money for any one man. So um, she talked uh, Martin, uh, Frank Martin, into driving her and her friend to a local hotel. But instead, they, they she asked him, and so this guy thinks he's getting laid. You know, he's going to have a threesome. He thinks he's having a three-way. Yeah. But instead, she asks him to pull over so they can meet someone. And when they do, it's Luther. So, you know. Now, now it's a four-way. Well, yeah. Now but, it gets weird because you got the brother and a four-way. Well, and then you're thinking, you know. Yeah, th- that's th- where it gets weird. Yeah. Well, Frank Martin is probably thinking, oh, this has not turned out the way I had, had envisioned it. No. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, Frank's kind of like, well, he's going to roll with the flow. Okay, well, maybe I'm not going to get laid. We'll just drink a lot. So, well, maybe I'll just have to give him a hand job. I don't know. Um, be a four way, uh, old kinky. They thing were all there. driving, and um, Luther asked him to pull over. And when he did, Luther had held up a ketchup bottle filled with salt and he put it to Martin's back and he claimed it was a gun. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Martin was a little bit smarter than that, he didn't buy that. Uh, but Luther beat him in the head with the bottle. <laughs> And he took the money anyway. Uh, The group escaped with $27. Again, more More money money than any one man. More money than any one man should have. Yeah. They weren't very good crooks, though, because they were arrested shortly after. 
And um, what happened is that the guy just went back to the bar where he picked him up and everyone knew who she was. <laughs> and so Kathleen was sentenced to five years in jail. And uh, Luther, uh, he was sentenced to 10 years in jail. So, uh, and they were uh, sentenced to uh, prison in uh, Moundsville, West Virginia, which is a, was a pretty rough place. Um, Charlie ended up staying with his aunt. Uh, so um, he was with his aunt part of the time and also with his grandmother part of the time. He mostly stayed with his aunt because it was closer to Moundsville so he could visit his mother. Charlie would often in interviews talk about visiting his mother in prison. Um, How was your Christmas, Charlie? Well, I went up to see my mom in prison. Yeah, that's right. You know, I used to have to go visit my mom at the... <laughs> Dottie. Yeah. Well, don't you sully Dottie's good name now. <laughs> All Mother's Day, you know, I'd go up. And... <laughs> Charlie went up to prison. Devil, Charlie went up to prison and said, Hey, Mom, I've been carrying this uncomfortable hunk of metal in oh, my God. ass. Oh, <laughs> God. Right. Right. Uh, uh, was that Apocalypse Now? No, that's from uh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, yeah. Uh, okay. Pulp Fiction. So anyway, Charlie would visit his mom in prison. And I said as earlier, he was raised by his aunt and um, uh, and his grandmother. And I said before, his uncle had kind of put in his head to distrust all Yankees. Uh, well, yeah, I tell my children that. Yeah, I told him not to pay attention at school. Um, he was looking out for his and best Manson, interests. So Manson grew up to be, you know, openly an aggressive racist. Uh, he missed school a lot. He would go and then he would take off. Now, he he was sort of well-behaved when he was with his grandmother because she kind of, you know, she, she was the only one that was she kind of keeping. She whip on his ass. She did, but he, <clears throat> he, he respected her for some reason. Well, because uh, she wasn't a prostitute. <laughs> Could we be. know of. Could be. Um, so he, he was raised with his aunt. Now, they weren't rich, so it took a little creativity on his aunt's part to make uh, Christmas um, magical. So Brandy's going to tell us about his life with his aunt. Well, and again, who the hell knows? Right, right, because, you know, this is a lot of this is Manson's own um, um, but, testimony. Right. Manson recounted that one year his grandmother got him nothing more than a hairbrush. That's a good deal, Colonel. If yeah. you if you brush your hair with it, she told Manson, you'll be able to fly like Superman. Yeah, uh, that, that well, was bullshit. Get the tangles out, Charlie. Come yeah. on. He uh, did have some wild hair. Yeah. Maybe maybe that was it. Maybe he was just Maybe uh, she just unkempt. wanted him to bathe. Yeah, he, maybe he was unkempt. Uh, the young Manson believed her and went around brushing his hair and jumping as high as he could. Well. Which naturally soon brought ridicule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you're going around brushing your hair and jumping up and down. It, mm, especially when you ain't flying. Yeah. Oh, if you fly, you get you get respect. Yeah, yeah, but when you brush your hair and say, check this out, yeah. and you just jump like two feet, uh-huh. the other kids are going to mock you. Yeah, because you know what? You can actually do that without brushing your hair. <laughs> exactly. You don't need to brush. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, that's what he was doing, walking around, brushing his hair and jumping. Well. Uh, to, na- to make things worse, his classmates had gotten, uh, had been gifted a fortune in toys, and they showed them off gleefully. Well, 
Uh, I wish he got a cannon. <laughs> overcome by jealousy and probably his uncle. By uh, the way, how did Noah some, like his uh, panther? Uh, his black panther. Oh, he loves it. Does he? Yeah, he wore it for. He wore it around a lot. Uh, good. That and Captain America. I got Captain America. Yeah, I got well. Captain America socks. Well, here's the whole. Do you outfit. have underoos? I don't have underoos, <clears throat> but I I do have a. I do have a system in which uh, my wife tells me what matches and what don't. You know, that's called okay. Granimals. Yeah, it's the Granimals. <laughs> Captain America just seems to be. I I, I just don't like him as well. I mean, uh, I like Iron Man. Oh, I'm sorry. What's your but problem Captain, with Captain America? Oh, he's just too clean cut. He that's that the point. Sword. Yeah, he doesn't have America. a mighty sword. Shut up. The, he throws that mighty shield. I'm sorry. Well, the, oh, he might have I mean, a mighty sword. You I see mean, him in those tights. How, how is it that you're, you're stuck at the bottom of the ocean for 40 years? I mean, what kind of superpower shit is that? You survived under the ocean for 40 years. That's Wasn't pretty he goddamn frozen? impressive. And, he was, and he was already genetically mutated. Yeah. Was he frozen? Uh-huh. I just don't. Oh, I'm, just not a big, a, I'm just not a big. I'm just not a big. What are you, a Captain USSR? I know. I, li- I like the Hulk. Okay, you Putinista. What I, are you? I, I, mean, I like the Hulk. Who doesn't like the Hulk? Well, Hulk. I'm saying. Not like Hulk. 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 Oh, the Hulk. The green guy. Yeah, yeah, I like him. I like. Uh, he tears shit up. Now, what's. Well, I know, but he's got temper. He pissed him off. It doesn't matter if you're a good guy or a bad guy. He'll beat the shit out of you. And who's. Some, what's some of the other ones? <clears throat> Iron Man and Hawkeye. I used to like. And Scarlet Witch and. Oh, them women, man. They just make them women up. Yeah, the women ain't got no superpowers except for the vaginas. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. What You know what I never Ignorant got about shits. the Hawk? Is there's no way he, he goes through a lot of clothes. Yeah, and there's no way he could be married because you you there ain't you married. He'd be green ten times a day. Yeah, that's his true. house would be all tore up. He'd probably beat the hell, you know, because when he turns oh, yeah, into oh, the he'd, hawk, he'd have come he d- just starts domestic. Pro- so he'd have all kinds of domestic DV charges against him. So he wouldn't be a superhero. He'd be then they'd have to put him in a special jail. That you he keep break talking. Out of. About nothing. Can I'm we talk saying, about Manson? It doesn't make sense. The Hulk doesn't he make sense. He is having problems with Captain America, and you're defending the Hulk for no reason. I'm not defending. I'm saying it doesn't make sense. I there's like holes the Hulk. That, it doesn't holes matter. There's holes in that plot with the Hulk. There's, you know, let's not think too hard on made-up characters, okay? I'm just All saying. Right, name some more. We can go through them. Uh, no, no. Do you, because think he, do you think he turned green when he was in the middle of some really good? I mean, sets? Uh, Iron Man is. I mean, Iron Man is practical. I mean, he invented shit. You know, he's not a yeah. superhero. He just puts on that. You know, that little Thor's uh, a god. Uh, Thor's gay. Come on, Colonel. Oh, he gay as hell. <laughs> he gay as hell. I don't, he gay as George Michael. I don't. I don't think he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not That's that there's not, anything wrong with. Not that, that there's anything well, wrong with. And that we're not all. speaking ill of George Michael. Mm. No, but I'm just saying. Who is, by the way, the same age as the Colonel? Michael. <laughs> He's old age. Death circles him. Yeah. It's a matter of time, Colonel. If you look outside this building, there are vultures <laughs> circling around. <laughs> oh, I have to we're tell just you te- We're just teasing. No, you we're, don't. We're, no, we're driving. We're dri- Yesterday was a beautiful day here in Cincinnati. It was, it was, about, uh, it was 70 degrees. 70 degrees. So. You stayed inside, <clears throat> too, didn't you? Yeah, but it was nice to look out. <laughs> I, took, I took the dog down by the park down to the river and... Taylor and Tano with me, and, and we seen one of those three-wheel motorcycles. You three know, wheel. Like yeah, a trike. Yeah. Oh, a slingshot. Uh, a slingshot, yeah. Yeah. 
And if you don't Google slingshot motorcycle, look it up. But it pulls up next to us, and this guy is dressed all in black leather. And Taylor looks out the window and he goes, "God damn, the recession hit Batman hard." That's an amazing story. I guess See, that's why there, that's but... why he's on the podcast. He just you know he drops these little stories. I mean, if you would have seen the guy, the guy was dressed like Batman, but he ain't had one of his slingshots. In a motorcycle, did he have the mask on? He had a helmet that came over his thing. It was so, all black. so he was not <clears> dressed <throat> like Batman. So he wasn't as badass as he thought he was. Uh, no, Is that no, what you're no, saying? And, yeah, and Taylor just said, "Little punchy guy." Hit hard by the recession. Ant Man, that's the guy I don't like. Why don't you like Ant Man? Because it's bullshit. They just made him up. Mm-hmm. No, they're all made up. But I mean, <laughs> he was. They needed another character. They needed another I don't, line. I don't think so. Who's the guy made out of fire? Uh, I want to call him Flame, the Human Torch. How the fuck are you gonna invite him to dinner? I mean, how are you even gonna hang out with the other superheroes? He sit down in a chair, burn the motherfucker up. I mean, you can't because have he's not anywhere. on fire all the time. You fuck you tar. Never know when he's just, turn. Uh, he knows when he's going to turn well, into fire. He knows he's when he can control it. Every time I've seen him, he's been a ball of fire. All I'm saying is, really, you seen to have him? A nice have you seen? Dinner. You've seen him. I've seen him. every time you've seen him. <laughs> every time I've seen. Did him. he come in here looking for a job? <laughs> what? He's a dislocated superhero. Well, so he no, I mean you try no, to have a superhero. He controls dentist. it. You see what I'm getting? To I, I got you. Okay, yeah. I, I he controls it. You're acting like every superhero is like you and can't control their <laughs> well, own shit. The Hulk can't the control. The Hulk can't control. You get him angry, he, he breaks gets, shit up. But he's about he's about the only one. The rest of them can control their shit. No, or they it, have super suits that they put on, or whatever. Well, or they're just like that have, all the time. Like Thor is a god all the time. Okay, yeah, but he ain't Captain America. Captain, well, yeah, he Thor is. Shit he is. And he Cap- gay as hell. Captain America. <laughs> Captain America. Nothing wrong with that. It's Captain America. Well, why don't he with just, or without his suit. You know what? Why don't he come out of the closet and tell people? He's well, like, why don't they, you come out of the closet? <laughs> I'm just saying. Really, if 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 uh, if Thor would come out of the closet, it would be, t- make a, it would take a, it would be a big step for uh, gay rights. And here's the other thing. Okay, they're all at the, really? they're all at the super party. It would be at the superhero party. They're right? all at your made up superhero party. And you got Wonder Wait Woman who all of these made up high. people yes. again. One a woman, a woman. Yeah, but she got some power. But anyway, she, she's token though. You she's know, you know, she's a tease. Oh and my she God. talking to the Hulk. All right, now can any either so one of you say Hulk really? The Hulk. either one of you can you say hulk hey you know how about we you know the hulk gives her the right swipe on tinder or whatever it is and he's like you know you want to go out tuesday and uh she's like oh no that's the night i wash my hair or whatever uh, you know he get pissed off because she's been leading him on so now he turning green superhero mingle yeah (laughs) superhero mingle he's beating up her Actually, as Hawk, I'm a semi superhero. I'm not in the league of superheroes. No, but um, so now you got ah, uh, that's her, just, that, yeah, but that they just you know that's Marvel keeping the man down. Who's led the Hulk along, right? Teased. And she got those tight clothes on, boobs all. And she can do out. that shit to uh, Thor because he, I mean, he don't care. Right. He wouldn't even pop no wood. Yeah, but uh, but Hulk, he gonna get more than angry. He gonna get agitated and horny and. Everything yeah. he's you gonna turn green. Yeah, you don't give the hawk 
You don't can't give the tease hawk the green hawk. balls. Uh, don't don't tease you don't the leave hawk. him with a case of green balls. Yeah, he gets mad. So that's okay. all I'm saying. That's all he's saying. Are we done? Yeah. Okay, that's perfect. Fucking idiots. All right. So Charlie Manson. Yeah. Yeah. Back to so this guy was real. Now, what kind of superpower did he have? Well, he he had the power of bullshit. He could mess. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did have the power of bullshit. So anyway. You know, it's really amazing so, when you when you start thinking at how much It'd be amazing to get through his fucking story. Yeah, yeah, it would be amazing to get over the his family, you know, the family members when you think you hear him talking, you just say, This guy's so much This guy's shit. a lunatic, and yeah. It's bullshit. How did he get you know, so many people? Uh, they were all on you acid. Know, you, I don't know. I believe you could do it again. I mean, well, I, believe, yeah, I mean, um, with the right people. I believe it. It's there's been so done. Many misfits. It's been done. Oh, look, it's there's done. A, there's a team colonel. So, <laughs> well, no, no now, it's not it's, that. No, you can apologize to everybody on that. I apologize to the colonel's group for Timmy's rudeness. Um, Remember, do not talk directly into the mic. Or but no, sent, or, um, I mean, nobody on Colonel Sean Crew is going to go out and just chop somebody up. If I, well, Allie might. You but know what? She just do it for fun. Here's the thing: I have this whole script here that yeah. I haven't even gotten through the first like Please two paragraphs on. Please continue. Come on, stay on topic, devil. And Let's go. focus. This might focus. tell us how he focus, did that. Devil, focus. I'm gonna yeah. focus your fucking. All right. So, uh, so all these kids got all these gifts, and they brought them into school to show them around. And Manson thought that they were mocking him. Well, Which they so, probably were. Well. So, Had he been the Hulk, he would have turned green. <laughs> He'd have been green. So they hell. took his. Sh- he Charlie took all their stuff, took their toys, that he uh, took all the toys he could find and set them on fire. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's like it. the Human Torch. That's all right. A little bit, but that's different. That's, that's why right. you can't invite. He claims to. Have, he claims to uh, uh, burn down his school too. But again, that's something well, he claims. When Charlie was six and in the first grade, he talked girls in his class into beating up boys he didn't like. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's what it should be. That's, oh yeah. He's uh, a smooth talker. Yeah, you got the shit kicked out of you by some girls, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. More than you know, just recently. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. but without without, without you paying shit. him, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, See, cost Timmy twenty dollars extra <laughs> for that. But. Uh, when the principal came to ask Charlie, "Why'd you do that?" Charlie's response was, "It wasn't me. They were doing what they wanted. You can't blame me for that," which is pretty fucking genius, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, can't blame me. He uses that uh, later on. Yeah, well, that's yeah. He uses that defense a couple times. You ever been beat up by a girl? No, I've never been beat up. Really? When I worked at the bar, I was working as a doorman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to break up a fight all the time between two guys and a girl. A girl, one of the girlfriends of the guys. Mm-hmm. I had a hold of him. She came up and punched me right inside of the face. Oh man, hey, women! I know women fight dirty, man. Oh, she there's, did. There's, I was just there's no honor. She stunned me too. I mean, she could hit hard. The yeah. devil's punched me before it's hurt. Yeah, I mean, they don't have no. There's no rules. You know? there's, no, <laughs> there's no rules. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. And you know what I did to me? I let go of her boyfriend. I grabbed her by the hair and threw her out in the street. Well, you know, her boyfriend didn't punch me. She did. That's when they, uh, you know, they they go that. Kicking in the balls. That's the favorite thing. It's the scratching. It'll get you. I hate scratching. It's filthy. It's a nasty thing. They fight fight dirty. Mm -hmm. Are we ready ready to move on? Well, if you'd focus. If you could hold our interest, then we didn't get it. So anyway, I don't even have a chance. I don't need a recap. We got it. (laughs) Okay. So Charlie once backed down from a fight with a much larger boy, and when his uncle found out, 
because his uncle is, you know, such a good guy at raising children, uh, he was furious. And, his un- and the next day, he made Charlie wear a dress to school. <laughs> oh, man. The dress belonged to his grandmother and was much too big for the small Charlie, which added to his humiliation. And Charlie never backed away from a fight well, I again. Would, I would guess, even if it was fit perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Even if this was a Versace. Yeah. It, was it probably it, it would probably been humiliating. <laughs> so after three years in prison, in prison... Uh, Kathleen, his mother, was released on parole, and in 1942, she came home and got her son. She rented out the cheapest hotel she could find and brought her then seven-year-old boy along to live with her. His mother had dismissed him and tried to sell him, but when she came home, she did something that was rare in Manson's life. She hugged him. Uh, It seems like a small gesture, but to the love-starved boy, it meant a lot, so much that, later in his life, Manson would look back on that hug and call it his sole happy childhood memory. See, now see, to me, I think doing Lynette squeaky from doggy style would be your favorite memory. (laughs) It's not a childhood memory, you toolbox. But I think setting all the kids' toys on fire would be a favorite childhood memory. Uh, The joy didn't last, and by the time Manson was 13, his mother had started looking into getting him into foster care. I think we've all done that. (laughs) I feel like we've all done that. Again, in his point of view, she was just trying to get rid of him, but in... What her family says is that she was trying to get him a better life because she couldn't support him. Well, and that and that may be, but I think I think I will. I can't speak for anybody else, but personally, I've I've looked up boarding schools and things (laughs) for. Yeah, (laughs) you know how to have that petfinder.org. Yeah. I've looked up Kid Finder. Kid Finder, see if, yeah, see if we can see get if somebody room. was looking for a blonde right. hair, blue-eyed boy. Yeah, if, if Noah ever gets his hand on a cannon, you may want to <laughs> revisit that again. Good Lord. Uh, Kathleen knew she wasn't fit to take care of the child, so she was trying to get Charlie into the care of the estate. Uh, foster care wasn't avail- was not available, but in some e- with some effort, she managed to get him into a reform school called the, is it the Jabalt School for Boys? Yeah, it's close enough. Uh <laughs> Yeah. I can't pronounce it Close either. Close enough for our kind of podcast. Yeah, but you not being pronou- able to pronounce it's not <laughs> yeah, saying a whole I, lot. I know. It looks like Jabalt. Uh, Manson was not happy. He made few friends and found the boys there untrustworthy. His <laughs> only happy, that. I know. His only happy moments uh, were the rare and sporadic visits by his mother, during which she would promise to take him home when she had enough money. Uh, after 10 months, Manson just couldn't deal with it anymore. He broke out of the school and made his way back to his mother's home, knocking on the door and hoping to earn one more loving embrace. Uh, instead, though, his mother told him that she couldn't handle him, closed the door on him, and sent him back. Again, this is Manson's version of She it. never picked him up, and Manson never lived with her again. You lost that love and feel. Nope. At, age, at least she opened the door. Yeah. <laughs> at age, th- and it's more than she, I would she, do. She, <laughs> she, she could turn say. the blinds down and <laughs> yeah. turn off the lights. Yeah. No, I... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Aura much sweeter as she opened it and slammed it in his face. <clears throat> uh, let's see. He probably he walked up the thirteen. Thirteen. He probably walked up the walkway and there was like music playing, blaring <laughs> lights on, shit. Yeah. And Everything went quiet. <laughs> <laughs> she could hear him say, "Shh, it's Charlie yeah. outside." <laughs> well, never mind the fact that he knocked on the door, but Ma, <laughs> yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. I want some food, <laughs> Ma. Give me some meatloaf. <laughs> All right, so yeah, really, meatloaf and hamburgers—the same damn thing. It's not. Oh, it's not. Stop. I think it is. Oh, I it's think not. it's pretty much. I think it's a bit. I, I really don't. Meatloaf the is concept. a dish made with hamburger, but a hamburger and meatloaf are not the same thing. What do you prefer? A burger. See, I like meatloaf. My mom makes very good meatloaf. No such thing. Now, oh, see, I yeah, like meatloaf sandwiches. You, you would love my mom's meatloaf. I but would not. Only if the meatloaf's cold. I like the meatloaf to be cold. And Renee, Renee. Grew up like I did, I guess. She didn't have a whole lot of money. When now my, when my mama made meatloaf to me, it was like one pound ground beef, three pounds of oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just enough to give the oatmeal ground beef flavor. Mm-hmm. So it would kind of be crumbly and dry. <laughs> You'd have to put a lot of ketchup on it. But no. yeah, but then if it got cold, it was more solid. I guarantee so you, you you'd, like, you'd like my mom's meatloaf. No. Yeah, it's really, I don't really like good. meatloaf. It's really good. I don't like it. Really good. Renee puts green peppers in it. I don't like that. I don't shit. like meatloaf. I'm not a big, huge fan of ketchup. Like, mm-hmm. I can handle it a little bit, but I don't I don't like meatloaf. Yuck. My friend Carla doesn't like any condiments. Well, good for Carla. Carla doesn't like condiments? Any condiments at all. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at thir- it's fascinating. At 13, he began a string of robberies targeting every store in the area trying to save up enough rent to rent bleh, save up enough money to rent a room of his own. Uh, he was caught while stealing a bicycle and he went to juvenile detention, but he managed to break out within 24 hours and went right on robbing people. Well, so you know, clearly didn't see He was industrious. And he just, I mean, he was a hard worker. uh, He just had a whole string of car thefts, breaking and entering. Uh, He was pimping. I mean, he just did everything. Pimping, and that ain't easy. And pimping ain't easy. Because bitches be testifying. (laughs) I know. So with the help of a classmate that he didn't trust. (laughs) I must say, say, I must say, a lot of his bitches didn't testify. Well, no, they were they were all just as fucked up as him. But with the help of a classmate, he made his way through the city committing armed robberies before he was finally caught breaking into a grocery store. 
He was arrested and earned his first criminal charge. Oh. And he went to the Indianapolis Juvenile Center. He popped his cherry. The pair committed two armed robberies on their way to the home of the other boy's uncle. So they can't even go up the they road. Can, they, they can't, can't do get shit. sent up the river without. No. Yeah, he wasn't a, a particularly. He wasn't effective. a model prisoner. Yeah. Uh, caught during the second of two subsequent break-ins of grocery stores, Manson was sent at age 13 to the Indiana Boys School, which I think we learned just a sentence back. Yeah, he spent most of his life in he, well, he some sort hated, of institution or another. Well, and he hated being there so much he broke out twice, only to be returned each time. Shortly after his escapes, the reason he wanted to get out became clear. Manson publicly accused the school of sexual assault, claiming that he had been repeatedly and consistently beaten and raped over the three years that he spent there. Yeah, he was, like we said, he was a little guy and uh, thin, short. And so some of the more, you know, the bigger guys took advantage of that. And that's where they think uh, he started acting crazy, kind of as a So defense, people would leave him alone. Yeah, defense mechanism. Um, his accusations have never been proven, but they definitely attracted attention. A priest named Father Powers intervened and had Manson sent to a better school called Father Flanagan's Boys Town. Oh, the famous Boys Town. That doesn't sound promising. No, but that was a famous, you know, uh, what was the movie with uh, uh, Bing Crosby, remember? Yeah. Father Flanagan, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a famous uh, institution back in the 40s and 50s. Uh, I guess until, I don't know if they're still around today, but they were there a long time. I think it's in Nebraska. Uh, this was meant to be Manson's big chance, and the papers reported on it. Why they reported on it? Oh, it was like this story. It was a feel-good story of this kid, you know, got off the wrong dream stall. comes true for yeah, lad. Yeah, that was the... yeah, and they take him out. He got accepted. Only they they didn't find out until later that he wasn't Catholic because it was a Catholic. It was for Catholics. Well, Manson was already fucked up, and his behavior didn't change. Uh, four days after he got there, he escaped with another boy. So he was sent back to the Indiana Boys School and soon escaped again with two other boys in 1951. Uh, The boys fled the state in an attempt to get as far away from Indiana as possible, which, quite frankly, everybody should do. Yeah, yeah. this is where he starts stealing cars, and he gets gets federal charges brought up against him for taking stolen cars across state lines. So he's starting to get into more big league trouble now. In Utah, the three were caught driving to California in cars they had stolen. So, there's that. Yes. Jeez. Uh, They had burglarized several gas stations along the way. Uh, For the federal crime of taking a stolen car across the state line, Manson was sent to Washington, D.C. National Training School for Boys. Yeah, you've been there, haven't you, Colonel? Um, Just for some technical training. Yeah. Uh, when he was 16, Manson was... Psych- <laughs> how, to ma- how to make uh, license plates. How to make license plates. Yeah. Some metalworking I yeah. was there for. <laughs> when he was 16, Manson was psychologically tested while in prison, and the results were troubling. Although he had an IQ of 109, he could barely read or write a single word. He had spent four years of his life in boys' schools, and he barely learned a thing. He was illiterate. Illiterate. Uh, the psychiatrist who diagnosed Manson blamed many as, of his problems on a strained relationship with his mother. He noted the amount of rejection, instability, and psychic trauma that Manson had experienced and said that he was con- constantly struggling to impress the other boys because of his lack of parental love. Oh. Oh, poor well, bastard. He was busy escaping all the time. He didn't have time for all that learning. Well, and, tr- and true, but, uh, you know, they... 
they seem to want to lay it all at you know his mother's lay it on his mother but nothing about his about colonel yeah it always gets laid on the mother yeah fuck that well because he had vaginas it's mm. the vagina colonel the vagina well, complex it is the vagina monologue yeah have you ever seen the vagina monologue? Does it actually talk? Have you it, ever? No. It's it just Don't. makes a bunch of squishy noises. Tim. Oh, Jesus H Christ! It's, are you go to the. I was sitting down. I was expecting some kind of like, you know, thing and all. I got you have it. never seen it. it let me weird. let me say, for those of you who are first time <laughs> listeners, uh, this is probably the only podcast in which you're going to hear vagina noises. Well, yeah. and that wasn't a vagina noise. Well, it was close. You got to admit that. You <laughs> I know. know. I mean, he's fucking Rich Little over here. <laughs> I, I may not. It depends rich. on the vagina. She got the <laughs> essence of the vagina. Rich Little. I believe I captured the essence there. Yeah. yeah. That was. That was not a stale she vagina. Means you have a vagina face. No. Well, it was a very. Uh, you know. You sound like you had a little British accent there. So it's <laughs> yeah. a British vagina. All right. In 19, in October of 1951, They're on a psychiatrist's recommendation, <laughs> Manson was transferred to the Natural Bridge Honor Camp, a minimum security institution. And well deserved, I might say, because I, I bet he was above reproach and oh, up clearly. to this point. Uh, let's see. Less than a month before a scheduled February 1952 parole hearing, he took a razor blade and held it against another boy's throat while he sodomized him. No, Colonel, I'm against uh, sodomy, Colonel. Hold on. So let me get this straight. So he's about to have a parole hearing. Yeah. And he uh, decides, well, you know what I'll do? You know, it's a good plan. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to. See, parole boards tend to look down upon forced sodomy. They frown. Yes. Yeah, they, they frown, frown on sodomy, that. period. But especially when you got a razor blade to the your the sodomy. <laughs> throat yeah. yeah and in my mind i'm picturing he's on top kind of why are you picturing it at all <laughs> i'm struggling with that with a razor blade you know well you know the thing that's scary about that is what well, you know th there's a ultimate ending to this sodomication it yeah and, there's uh, a climax there's a climax and what if charlie gets all wild and flat because he might be a flopper you know, those well, people that just... Or, ah, or the guy is moving around. Or the guy's moving around, yep. and all of a sudden you accidentally caught him. He was transferred to the Federal Reformatory. Wait a minute, how did his parole go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing not well. Not well. Uh, he was transferred to the Federal Reformatory in Petersburg, Virginia, where he was considered dangerous. <laughs> no shit. You're laughing at Petersburg, or are you laughing that he was considered no, dangerous? What i is... Which it ain't funny if you're the you're the side of me, but <laughs> so you got a parole hearing the next and you, day, and, and your guard walks in on you, and he discovers well, you're a sodomite. We, you know, and it's like, um, oh yeah, never, yeah, yeah. my bad, <laughs> my bad, yeah. a do over. I oh, is that tomorrow? <laughs> Shit, <laughs> gotta get Molly in here. Uh, yeah. Let's see. So, about, uh, but you know, going back to the he help, was, help, where <laughs> he was, do this. where he was using his, uh, you know, his crazy antics to kind of as a defense me mechanism, he starts to switch it to become not Predatory. only to, yeah, yeah, to be aggressive, use it for aggressive behavior. He was using it for evil, clearly. He, well, he's using it to get a beast's tail. <laughs> well, all right. They, so, maybe they were making love. They maybe he liked it rough. <laughs> Maybe, well, maybe they, maybe they was dating. 
Yeah. You don't know. Maybe it was a special night. For well, maybe Brandy's I, being very judgmental. <laughs> you are being judgmental. I don't know. I just feel like maybe that was his currency. He got traded to him. He was his by right. Well, I think he was bitch. for yeah, for some smokes, smokes or some socks or some right. flip, good flip flops. Uh, the good shower good flip flops. Yeah, the good comfortable shower flip flops right. are hard to get in prison. So in September of 1952, a number of other ser- a number of other other serious disciplinary offenses resulted. In his transfer to the Federal Reformatory in Chillicothe, a more uh, secure also institution. Also, very close to my house. Well, and that, <laughs> that place is you. fucking scary. Huh? That place is fucking scary. Like, even the outside of that place is fucking oh, scary. Chillicothe? Yeah. yeah. Uh, about a month after the transfer, he became almost a model resident. Hmm. Uh, good work habits and a rise in his educational level, level from the lower fourth to the upper seventh grade won him a... A May 1954 parole. See, he only needed to apply himself. After temporarily honoring a parole condition that he lived with his aunt and uncle in West Virginia, Manson moved in with his mother. Well, at 21 and just out on parole, Manson met and subsequently married Rosalie Willis, whom he seemed to find real happiness. Yeah, this was like the like his one chance to be normal. Yeah, he meets this girl. He marries her. They have a they have a child, and for a little bit, he's kind of uh, you know stable, which I'm sure you're going to say in a minute, but because <laughs> you wrote it, yeah. Continue, please. It's fucking great. So, uh, he and Rosalie, three months pregnant, left to start a new life in Southern California. I wonder if he held a, a razor blade to her throat while he was doing it, Colonel. Um, I don't know. Some people are into that kind of weird shit. Though. Yes. Brandy. Unfortunately, they did so in a car <laughs> stolen in Ohio. Oh. A charge that landed him back on probation and eventually back in jail after he failed to show up for a hearing on similar on a similar charge in Indiana. I was trying to keep count of all the uh, car thefts that he committed, you know, just known, and I lost track. I mean, it goes, I mean, it goes all the way up through when he's imprisoned in California from the murder charges. Uh, while Manson was in prison, Rosalie gave birth to their son, Charles Manson Jr., CJ. During his first year in prison, Manson received... I think received, I'd drop that junior. Mm, nah, that junior. I think I would change my name real fucking yeah. quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during his first year in prison, Manson received visits from Rosalie and his mother, who were now living together in Los Angeles. Uh, in March 1957, when the visits from his wife ceased... His mother informed him that Rosalie was now living with another man. Less than two weeks before a scheduled parole hearing, Manson tried to escape by stealing a car, and he was subsequently giving five years probation, and his parole was denied. Well, when you find out your wife is fucking someone else, that would make you upset, Colonel. Well, it tends to to aggravate you. I mean, it depends on really who it is. Well, you know, if it's like Cody to Pablo, that's cool with me. All right. You know, if it's if it's somebody that, Brandy, you know, do you have <clears throat> someone that you? Is there a woman that you would let Dave have relations with, like an actress or someone? If I don't care, that you would like to watch. No, I mean, you know, I mean, do you don't have anyone like let you me tell you what, If if somebody showed up at our doorstep, Scarlett Johansson. Sure, let's say that somebody showed up at our man. doorstep. And needed, you get a boner watching she, so I don't want to hear it. Oh, man. Watching what? She. Her. 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 That's her. what it is. Her. She has a nice voice. Man. Well, anyway, 
No, if somebody shows up at our door and needs directions or whatever and wants to get with all that is my husband, mm-hmm. go for it. That's very open-minded of you, Brent. That is open. Well, See, no, I, didn't, problem because I didn't say there was a pass. I'm just telling him he can go for it, and that's fine. Renee won't even let women come to our door because they... Oh, uh, they'd be there all the time. Oh, they'd be... It'd be a line for them down the street. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's entirely true. Well, the colonel's known for his prowess. Nope. Um... Now, Charlie received five years parole in September 1958, the same year in which Rosalie received a decree of divorce. By November, he was pimping again, Timmy. Well, you know, you know what, Brandy, what they say about pimping? It's not easy. It's not easy. Bitches be testifying. Oh, they be testifying all over, Timmy. And uh, this was a 16-year-old girl, shame on him, and was receiving additional support from a girl with wealthy parents. Nice. In 1959, he pled guilty to charges of attempting to cash a forged U.S. Treasury check. He received a 10-year suspended sentence, or as we like to say, 10 years on the shelf, Timmy. On the shelf. Do we say that? Do we? Did you learn that in your little foray into prison? Yeah, I learned that in the joint. Yeah, Um, sure. I've been in the joint. He got 10 years on the shelf, and after a young woman with an arrest record, um for prostitution, made a tearful plea before the court that she and Manson were deeply in love and would marry if Charlie would just free. So that so the hoe got him off. I'm telling you what, he had a way with women. You gotta yeah. give him that. Boy, yep. He could get pussy. But before the year's end, the woman did in fact marry Manson, possibly so testimony against him would not be required of her. The woman's name was Leona. As a prostitute, she hadn't used the name Candy Stevens. Mm. Big, now, what's Candy rhyme with, Timmy? I don't know. Brandy? Hmm? Mm. Prostitute name. <sighs> Mandy. Handy. Did you have a stripper Dandy. name? Dandy. What? Did you have a stripper name? Did you name? use your own name or did you? First have of all, a clearly name? I could use my own name. I would just have to change how it's spelled. To I. Right. No, I don't have. What a would be name. your stripper name if you chose one? Brandy. Oh, but wouldn't you do like something like Star? Destiny. Destiny. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's hot. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. How long did you strip for? Um, I stripped for never, never <laughs> did I do that. But you don't have anything against women who strip, do you? Nah, I don't care. Well, after Manson took a. And another woman from California to New Mexico for purposes of prostitution. He'd be pimp, 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 and Yeah, he took him across state lines, though, so he was questioned for mm-hmm. violation of the Man Act. Man Act. And that's two ends. Man Act. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's uh, when you take someone across state lines for immoral purposes. For immoral fornication. Though he was released, he was he eventually he evidently suspected rightly that the investigation had not ended. You know, they busted a guy in Kentucky where I live not that long ago because he had picked up a woman on Backpage. And may, maybe it was Craigslist, I can't remember. But anyway, she was over here in Cincinnati. And she went over there as, you know, out call or in call, I don't know what that's called. But anyway, she went over there to fornicate with him. Mm-hmm. And they busted him on the Man Act. Are you kidding me? Yeah. She's the one to cross a line. I agree. She should have been arrested. She should have been but thrown she was, in the clean. She was a woman. They couldn't get her on that, I guess. 
Jesus. You know what? You can't get a break as a man around here. It's a woman's world. It really is. So anyway, Charlie's suspecting this this investigation ain't over with. When he disappeared in violation of his probation, a bench warrant was soon forth issued. An April 1960 indictment for violation of the Mann Act followed. You know what the Woman Act is, Timmy. What's that? That's just the torment you and I get and you know, act like they're coming. Complain. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, have you ever faked an orgasm? Come yes. On. All right. All women do. Yeah. I faked them too. Have you ever faked an orgasm, Colonel? Um, I can have orgasms on demand, Timmy. He's tantric orgasms. I have tantric. I I can have one right before we finish this podcast. If you if could you like. not do that, that'd be great. Well, okay, I'm just telling you. If it's you a little messy. Like to see one, no, it I, is a little messy. I would not. And I, I guess you could wear hum, uh, adult diapers, and it wouldn't be as messy. Did you see the guy on the internet? Are you are you willing to risk your keyboard for that? No. Some kind of uh, disorder. He has a hundred orgasms a day. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, oh, I've heard about people like that. Disorder, that yeah. sucks. Oh, it does suck, man. Yeah, he was racked with orgasms well, just at say, his father's how funeral. About, just think at how much his father's funeral. <laughs> his father's funeral. He was racked with orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, right when they're like uh, giving him the, you know, they're they're doing a eulogy and he's just like shouting, "Take it all, bitch!" or something. I don't, I don't think it goes I don't that think far. So. Yeah. I think it's more of just. I bet he smokes a lot. <laughs> yeah. I bet he runs out of tissue paper. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he he's 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 the dry ejaculations. No, that's well, the they'd have to be eventually. The dry orgasm. That's not the ejaculations. They'd have to be eventually. That's the worst anyway. kind. Yeah, it's like you know gagging and not throwing up, kind of like that. Yeah, Shh. you ever get tricked into one, Timmy? Tricked into an orgasm? Yeah. Uh, I've got tricked into plenty of orgasms. <laughs> yeah. I've been tricked into them, too. Oh. I think every orgasm I've ever had, I've been tricked into it. So he disappears. Oh, this cost me money. <laughs> They're looking for him under the Mann Act. Mm-hmm. He gets arrested in Laredo, Texas, Timmy. I've been in Laredo. Let me tell you, it's a hellhole. Never been there, Timmy. No, I've been in El Paso. El Paso's a hellhole. He's arrested in June when one of the women... You've never walked in the streets of Laredo? Mm-mm. Laredo? No. I'm, I'm not allowed in Laredo, Timmy. Oh. There's some kind of... You're... you're are you... Uh, is... Are you got... They've got some sort of... Word spread from San Antonio. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, so you're not allowed in the whole state I'm of Texas? I'm a one man in Laredo, Texas, Timmy. Mm. In June, when one of the women was arrested for prostitution, surprised, Manson returned to Los Angeles. For, vi- for violation of his probation on the check cashing charge, he was ordered to serve his 10 year sentence. Oh, yeah. Lord. Like <clears throat> a, well, that check was like, what? How much did you say it was for? Um, it's not in here, Timmy. It, it, I think it was like for $74 or something. He got 10 years in prison. Well, I mean, he violated. I mean, let's face it, it was well deserved, but. Yeah. But still. So he gets transferred from the Los Angeles County Jail to the U.S. United States Penitentiary at McNeil Island. And guess who he meets there, Timmy? I know. You tell me. Alvin Creepy Corpus. Of the Mall Barker Gang. He was a criminal genius, Timmy. He was a, the brains behind the Mall Barker he was, Gang. He was. He was, actually. And a former public enemy number one, which he has in common with the devil there. 
Mm -hmm. um, and he was considered by his criminal peers to be one of the keenest minds in the underworld. Hmm. He was a bit of a prison renaissance man, Timmy. Okay. Much like yourself there, Colonel. Well, I like to think of myself as a podcasting renaissance man. Yeah, you are. You are indeed. Wouldn't you say so, Brandy? I would not. You'll you know, be difficult lot, today. He knows a lot of things, the Colonel. I mean, he can talk about music. He can talk about history. Well, no, he can talk about anything. <laughs> well, I'm just saying he's a renaissance man. He uh, certainly he knows his, uh, He certainly knows all the lady parts and where they are. I, and and I don't the think, sounds they make. I don't think that's true. He could point He could point out to if you put a picture of uh, a vagina and associated parts, he could He could. Uh, I could name them. I, I could name all the state capitals. I can name all the tingly parts. Mm -hmm. What more do you want from a person? Can you just get through this fucking script? That's what I want. Well, I'm working my way That's through it. That's what I want. I'm working my way through it. You. She's impatient. Yeah, is it? Oh, you know what it is, Timmy. It's not. It's the 27th. Oh. <clears throat> it's not. You needing some chocolate devil. It, are no. you getting a, did you get a visit from your friend? <laughs> she about no. to get a visit from her friend. You're she about to get a visit from my friend. <laughs> when she gets the visit, when she gets a visit, she's kind of mean, but before she gets a visit, she's really mean to me. Women should really work on that, you know. You know, I think women should have to wear like a fit, you know how I got my Fitbit right here right, on my right. wrist. I think women should have to wear two different things. Mm -hmm. They should have to wear a PMS bracelet saying it's right around the corner, I'm going to be cranky. Mm -hmm. And they should have to wear a, a, a I'm on my period bracelet. They, well, you and know, everybody would know. They'd know just to give you some distance, give you some room. Don't make eye contact. But see, I think it, it, that gives women, I think a lot of times that PMS, that that. It's almost like it gives them an excuse. For poor behavior. For poor behavior. Mm -hmm. Whereas if they would prey on it more. Do let the Lord into your life, devil. Let the I Lord will, into your life, devil. Shut up. Let, if you open, up way on, on, open up your stony little heart there and let the Lord in. I wish the both of you would bleed out of your penis <laughs> for a week <laughs> and get cramps and whine and piss and moan and have to wear tampons and pads and all of that I other mean, kind know, of fun you stuff. Got all these things. You got mine all. Yeah. You got all these yeah, things. Yeah, chocolate. You got a whole. You get to eat whatever you want once you a month. You can just go crazy. Oh, I'm on my beard. Leave me alone. It <laughs> is, I mean, come on. You do use it as an excuse sometimes. You do all, quite often. When have I ever used it as an excuse with either one of you? I'm just maybe it with Dave. Do you use an excuse with Dave? Like, yeah. Oh, I don't want to do laundry tonight. Dave. And yeah, how many times have we come in here and and oh, and said, I don't want to shovel snow tonight, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't want to overhaul the transmission tonight, Dave. <laughs> we come in here and we're like, come on, devil, you got to read the script. <laughs> and she busts out my crying. My monthly visitor, you guys just don't I understand. Have, I have never done that. And just, again, and, well, and again. don't worry because you're toward the end, and right, it, Colonel? I'm, well, I got a page to go, but no, I mean she's toward the end of having to worry about that. Oh yeah, yeah. And again, yeah, if either one of you comes into full, benevolent. if either one of the two of you ever but bled out your penis, is, I actually did bleed out of my penis. Why am I not surprised? Why am I not fucking surprised? <laughs> You know what? <laughs> so read the fucking script. Have, you don't have anything. Oh, hold on, we stop. Oh, that's a shame. So you don't have anything on him. Well, how much did you bleed out of your penis? I had a. Let's be honest. I had a kidney stone. I had a kidney stone that was the size damn near of a marble. <laughs> 
Except kidney stones, they're not the I've jagged little stones. crystal stone. I've had kidney stones. Yeah, I but get you it. have not had one exit through your penis, devil. That's true. I haven't. It yeah, but you will out, one day. It came out my. <laughs> it came out my urethra, yeah. which essentially is, you know. The same thing. No, because your urethra is maybe Aretha Aretha? is maybe two inches long. Uh-huh. And see, I, again, <clears throat> for you, same thing. It's only and as I said, the first six inches of the of the kidney stone passing mm-hmm. is terrible. Right. The next four inches are just total hell. Yeah, but then it's pleasurable after hell. that. It is a pleasurable. I've had a but human. When I, I've had a human come out of my body. Well, that's nothing. Well, always, yeah, always well, I always want to fall back on that one. Yeah. So I'm in Chicago. I know. And I get a kidney stone. Renee tells me, "Why don't you see if you got a kidney infection? Go pee or something." I start peeing, and there is blood coming <clears throat> out of my member. Did Charlie Manson ever have a kidney stone? Let me tell you. I got a little short little story that's God embarrassing. But, uh, you know, Claire and I went to Mexico. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we're we still, you know, we're still relatively new in our relationship. The story's going to gross me out. And we had a nice day together, whatever. And we were getting ready. I took, went to take a shower, and then it was going to come out, and we were going to go to dinner. Well, I looked down in the floor of the shower, and there's fucking blood. So I'm freaking out trying to figure out where it's blood. And apparently I had scratched myself, like on a scrotum. Oh, a scrotum scratch! I uh, hate that. And I mean, and it bleeds. I mean, mm-hmm. it bleeds. Yeah, so it bleeds I'm like taking lot. paper towels and shit, and it's not mm-hmm. stopping. So I know I need like a, um, you know, I'm gonna need a band aid, right? Yeah. And we mm. don't have a band aid, but there is a band aid down. You know, there's a little store. Yeah. <laughs> So I had to disclose to Clara <laughs> what my problem was that I was bleeding from my scrotum, which, you know, raised questions in her mind. <laughs> which, I, yeah, yeah, it's understandable to yeah. me. But we, I, I, I have an open sore on the <laughs> shaft of my penis. It's bleeding. Um, could you give me yeah. a band-aid for that? Yeah. She, Just a little cream, some gauze. Yeah. She had a headache for the next few days. <laughs> I would think so. Did you have to put that through your Google Translator? <laughs> Continue, Colonel. Well, Carpus was a criminal. It came closer after that, though, because you know it was like a moment that we had. No. Well, my penis did bleed, and I didn't. I didn't make everybody around me miserable. That's all I'm saying. Yes, you did. So Carpus, he's a criminal genius. Um, And yours was not natural. I mean, with brandy, that's natural. That's how the world's supposed to work. That's gone. Yeah. Blood ain't supposed to come out of a penis. Stop talking. Well, I'm just saying. Please. Start telling me more about getting Charlie Murphy or Charles Manson or whoever the fuck <laughs> we're still talking carpus. about. Would you pay attention? Who's Creepy Carpus? Oh, you ain't even listening. Creepy no, was, I forgot what was... you were talking about. Okay, he meets Alvin Carpus in prison. Okay. He asked Carpus to teach him how to play guitar. Now, Carpus initially thought Manson was lazy and shiftless, much yes. like the devil, yeah. to put in the effort. But he was surprised when Charlie whom he also described as having a pleasing personality, although meek and mild, became proficient enough to accompany himself and even write his own songs. Charlie really was into the Beatles. Yeah. He described Manson's voice as pleasant and implied that Charlie could have a real career as a singer. Also, while imprisoned, he took classes given by the Dale Carnegie Institute based on Carnegie's best-selling self-help book, 
How to Murder Friends. No, no. <laughs> How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah, well, he, actually he, he read was the a book. star student. Yeah. Now, the book was considered an essential read for salespeople and business managers, endorsed by icons as diverse as Warren Buffett and Johnny Cash. Yeah, Basically a, a primer book. on salesmanship and social success. And maybe if you read that book, Devil, you wouldn't be so socially inept. Well, maybe she could win a few friends. Yeah. Or not, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, what is that word? Uh, be hated? Terrify people yeah, like you that's do. that's the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah be, be so intensely hated by the rest of the world. Yeah, you know, you don't notice, you, I don't see a lot of Team Brandy folks coming out lately. No, no, because you know what? She's finally shown her true colors. Oh, they're there. <laughs> I don't see them. They're hiding in the woodwork. They're there. So, Manson so studied this book intensely, especially mm. the chapters on dealing with how to get others to take ownership of an idea or concept. He would endlessly practice the exercise from the book in his jail cell. He later became an expert at such manipulative tactics, studying the mind control methods of Scientology, and it's even creepy a splinter group, the Process Church at a Final Judgment. And you know what? What's going to come to you one day, devil? The Final Judgment. You ain't going to be prepared for it because you have not signed up for your membership at the first day of the Latter Day Colonel, first Church of the Latter Day Colonel, for fourteen ninety five. Although we're giving New Year's specials. For you folks who have a New Year resolution to clean your souls, we are going to let you do it cheap. So check out my website. Check out my page. Point that finger at me again, and I'm going <laughs> to rip it off and shove it in your urethra, and we'll see who bleeds from their penis. See, that's Charlie why. was, um, he he studied Scientology, but at some points he says he was a Baptist. some points he says he was Church of Nazarene. I mean, he just was all over the place. Well, according to his biographer, Jeff Gwynn, it was the Carnegie training that allowed Charlie to make the transition from low-level pimp mm -hmm. to frighteningly effective sociopath. In 1963, Leona got a divorce from his ass in the pursuit of which she alleged that Shem Manson had had a son, Charles Luther. Mm -hmm. His September 1961 annual review in prison noted that he had a tremendous drive to call attention to himself. <laughs> Really? No shit. An observation <laughs> Shocker echoed three there. years later. Narcissist. Charlie in Manson. June 1966, Manson was sent for the second time in his life to Terminal Island in preparation for early release. By March 67, his early re his release day, he had spent more than half of his 32 years in prison and other institutions. When his sentence in Terminal Island ended in 1967. Manson had made peace with being a prisoner, and he didn't want to leave. He begged to stay in jail, saying that he was incapable of living outside of the prison walls. His request was denied, and Manson was released despite his own protests. On his release day, Manson requested and was granted permission to move to San Francisco, where he put some flowers in his hair. He did. At the, it was uh, right before the summer of love. Correct? It was. Where, with the help of a prison acquaintance, he moved into an apartment in Berkeley. A short while afterward, he started his infamous Manson family cult. Less than two years later, he was responsible for one of the most infamous mass murders in U.S. history. And that, listeners, is the end of part one of our series on Charlie Manson.
Yeah, do you know who he babysitted for when he was out? Babysat. Babysat for. Yeah, he babysat for. Um, I believe it was. I know who it was. It was like Dennis the Menace or some shit. No, <laughs> Grandpa Alice from uh, the Munsters. Oh, did he? Yeah, babysat and his children. And uh, Al Lewis said he was a good guy. He was a nice guy. Yeah. He didn't hold a razor to nobody's throat. He didn't sodomize them. Didn't yes. sodomize. I guess, you know, it's a low bar after you've been sodomizing yeah. people. So that is part one. Listeners, if you keep tuned in, there's going to be three more parts to this. Yes. Uh, next time we'll, well get hopefully in. Brandy will stay on focus. Next time we'll get, we're going to discuss, except we're going to be jumping around a little bit. Uh, next time we're going to talk about the family, the different family members. And then uh, in episode two and in episode three, we're going to talk about the murders. Uh, and then finally, the uh, uh, investigation, the trial, and eventually the incarceration again, once again, of Charles Manson. Yeah. Um, Brandy, what are your final thoughts on young Charlie Manson? Uh, you know, he had a fucked up childhood, but who knows if it's actually true or not. Right. I mean, and, you know. Yeah. It's hard to tell with him. Uh, Colonel, your final thoughts on young Charlie Manson? I think he was just destined to... I, I, I think he's a, a fascinating guy, the way he's just a little... Kind of a midget of a guy and could start controlling people. But I think if you... Uh, if you put yourself out there... He had the gift of gab. Or he has the gift of gab. There's a lot of crazy people in the world that will follow a strong leader. Mm-hmm. So, and... He reminds me of Hitler. I don't know why. In a lot of ways. Yeah, it just reminds me of him personality-wise. Yeah, with his speeches and... And, you know, total bullshit. And like you said, you you find people who are vulnerable and they'll follow anyone. Especially yeah. these girls who were not... I mean, let's face it. They were not the most beautiful women in the world. The Manson, no. the Manson girls. But he would tell them that they were. And they wanted to hear it, you know. And it, women are kind of gullible, Colonel. Well, women can be gullible at times. Other times they're devious and uh, malicious. And well, other times they'll stab you to death and then yeah. you know, paint, paint. Put you through a coffee grinder. Yeah, or, paint uh, words with your blood and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Until I'm, they get old, older, and then they, they're, they're less rambunctious. And they well, grow once they grow the penis, they yeah. start to settle down, Timmy. What time? You, when do you say they grow the penis, Colonel? What, what well, years? I think it's been scientifically shown that roughly about 40, the bud starts popping out, Timmy. It's, it's sort, of like a, uh, it's sort of like a tooth coming in. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're so cranky at around 40. It ain't the menopause. It's like when a baby's teething, they're always sore yeah. and tender down there. Yeah. yeah, pause to be men. Mm-hmm. Pause to be you know, they're pausing to be men. Yeah, your you thoughts, Randy? Devil? Forty-two. Fuck you. Okay. And you. You're well, both ass wipes. What's your thought on the? Oh, I have many thoughts. <laughs> what's your thought? What age do you think that women become men? Oh, about the time. Fuck you. <laughs> See, see, she is on the period. Or yeah, start yeah. Getting I'm ready not. To. On but my she won't period. be having that, having that much longer. When she yeah, enjoy man. this period while you can, because you only got about three more left. Yeah. All right, you can find us on Facebook. Wait a minute, he's got to do shout-outs. Well, Jesus, Jesus Christ, get the fuck on with it. Shout-outs, Colonel. She's a little tense today, yeah, wouldn't you say, cranky. Jimmy? Cranky. Yeah, I bet she wouldn't. Charlie wouldn't want you in a cult. Okay, she, let's start off with... I wouldn't need Charlie. Lovely Tasha, 
and Miss Ophelia. Out there in California, I hope you had a wonderful holiday, Tasha and Ophelia. Well, we hope all our listeners had a wonderful well, holiday. No, I'm just saying, I'm just, you know, making com. I'm doing commentary as you're Okay. Calling. Jeff Girdley, of course. Jeff, how's it going? Sam Hildebrand. Sam. Angie Ball. Angie. Jennifer and Linda Middleton, how are you doing? Hope you had a great Christmas out there. And Linda, uh, that was a very lovely tea cart you got there. I seen that on Facebook. Somebody, I don't know if somebody made it or made bought it. it. it he beautiful. made it. Mm-hmm. It's be- yeah, beautiful thing. Missy Dean Horton, hello. Uh, we will kill you. Uh, Britt and Chris, of course. Celine, Jeff Chestnut, Dr. Jeff, Teresa Slavin, Tommy Boomershine, uh, Shonda and Larry. Who went, by the way, to Larry took her to Disneyland. Yes, he did. That was very nice. He did. He's a wonderful man. Yeah. Uh, Diana Clark Trowbridge, who did not have a TV. I hope she appreciates it and takes that in consideration. I hope she does. I hope he is compensated in some way for his Uh, kindly and gentlemanliness. He should. Um, Diana Clark Trowbridge, who do not have a TV in their living room, or in their bedroom, we found out. So you know what? You know what that just tells me? They don't want to be distracted, Tim. Yeah. They don't want no distractions when they go in there. Yeah. The bedroom is for one thing. <laughs> one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got sleeping rooms in the yeah, other I, side I, of the house, but I, their bedroom. Sleep on a sofa. Yeah. Uh, Phyllis Munson, uh, Aaron Wentz, Donna Curran and Tucker, Brian, La- Brian and Lisa Lawton, Olivia Meyer, Andy Volley, Marvin Hammond. <laughs> I got a kick out of him. Marvin and who who was the other one that said they tried Viagra for the first time in their eye? Like, oh, it? I don't remember. There's two of them, and it was... Uh, and it was Marvin. Marvin's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Marvin uh, from Australia. From Down Under. Mary down Ray. Under. He's big Down Under. Katie Moorhead. Yeah, you didn't even mess with her name. You know time. what? Because it's Christmas, I'm in the Christmas spirit. I just want to give her a good, clean shout-out. Katie Moorhead. Yeah, actually, Christmas is over, but okay. Christine Bourgeois. There we go. Sorry, Shonda. I know you don't like it when I talk into the mic. Jeff Appel, Maggie Glover, Brandy McBride, and of course, Lydia Bond. Gene Bond. Tara, John Cunningham, Gabby Lewis, Laura O'Reilly, Jamie T., Jamie Tarantino. I still got to get a picture to you, Jamie. She's going to draw a picture for me. If you give her when, a photograph, she'll draw it. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. She's a great artist. Oh, she's incredible. She needs to post a picture of herself, though. Sydney and Michael, <clears throat> Stephanie Quick, Trixie, Crazy Gina Spillane. And shout out to Dave Hill. I think we've missed him a couple times, Carl. Okay. You can put him on your list. Dave Hill. Let me write him down so I don't miss him again. Okay. Um, so, Mr. Hill, hello. Um, William Truax. Denny. Denny McNamara. Denny, uh, we're going to work on your uh, suggestion for your podcast. Thank you very much. Did you see the picture of Denny's family on? I did. He has a very yeah, nice family. He has family. a beautiful family. family. Yeah. Did you see yeah. a little, little baby of his? Yeah. Just very nice cutest picture. thing you're ever going to see. Byron Snellings, Bridget Clavey, Kate McCarthy, our own lovely Katja. Katja over there <clears throat> in Denmark. Rebecca Montanle. Mike Eisenhower, Danielle Fredrickson, Toby Deese, Kim Kazmersky Kamikaze, Jennifer Hawkins, Tara Nee, Lindsay McMillan, of course, 
Eddie Rushing, your handler, and I never can get this guy's name right. It's J-O-R-G. Somebody tell me how to pronounce George. it. George. George? Mm-hmm. Okay, George. You know who you are. You're the only J-O-R-G on the show. Sammy James, of course. Um, my buddy Jason Dykes. Amy Carol Payne. Crazy-ass Tyra Jenkins. I like Tyra. Um, she's cool. Oh, she's funny as hell, but she's crazy. Um, Colleen Madison. Alan Dobbs. I got George. Kelsey Fro, of course. Ron Ratsky. Peter Fulmer. Amber Anderson. Danielle Fredrickson. Christian Dormer. Little Emmy Waterfall. Suzanne Maxwell Angles. Kirsten Davidson. Um, new listener, Becky Mitchell. New one, Sarah Rivera. Dave Hill, we got him. Annette Petre. Um, in the Bronx. In the Bronx, who's going to fix up the Colonel body for him. <laughs> Steph Glenn. Godspeed. Christine. What do you think about the Colonel all buttered up? And Have you ever thought about that, Randy? You know you got all tingly when you thought about that. Uh, I threw up a little in my mouth. Christina Hodges. Full of hate. Christina Montana. Christina is one of our crazier listeners. Maria Barber, Jennifer Potts, Cindy Overstreet Hamilton, Paul Mampilli, Mike Arnold, Melissa Lebrano, Brittany Powell, of course, Heather Hall and Heather Poole, Andaza, Jeff Hopkins, John Janke, Mike Tabor, Lise, of course, Kevin Behan, Carol Nash, Terry Helmsley, Heather Marshall, Maddie, Kinnon, Pavlava, Amelia Orozco, uh, Menacon, Michael Daniel, we got Jim Moyer, Jessica Bishop, Liz Evans, Brenda Deutsch, of course, Stacy Lynn, um, Jeffrey Dolan, Marion Buckwald, Jennifer Miller, Toby Deese, Susanna Sheldon, Genesis, Ramoni Danger Howard, Skip Fayou, uh, Callie Jones, of course, Brandy Willis Deese, Andy Smizer, Gigi Norman, turn Norma your phone DiMaggio. off, please. And then we get to the Colonel Crew. Um, yes, who would that be? Colonel Crew. Now we got. Uh, you know who the mascot of the Colonel Crew is, Timmy? Oh, tell me, Colonel. Little Fallon. Fallon, lovely uh, little Fallon, lovely lady. I think she's from Texas, right? From Texas, she's a, she's the official mascot of the Colonel Crew, Timmy. I did not know that. Yes, she is. Very lovely. Um, of course, we got the solicitor of the Colonel's crew and church. Nicola that'd Reed. be Nicola Reed. Mm-hmm. Fine we, Barster. We got Allie, who's the muscle and the enforcer of the group. Allie down there in Australia. Crazy ass Allie down there. She. Uh, it will be coming to CrimeCon. Man, did you see, and see, I'm, I'm friends with some of these people on Facebook, mm-hmm. and yesterday she posted a picture that just broke my heart because she said she needed to get it out, she just had to get out of the house for a little air, and it must be close to a house, and it's this picture of this just beautiful beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody should be able to live like that. Well, it's summer in Australia. I wonder how many people Ali had to kill to get a house like that, Timmy. I don't know. She's a very dangerous woman. <laughs> She's an extremely dangerous woman. Sarah Mimosa, Sarah Spaghetti. Jen Burdick. Karen Barnes, of course. Janet Fitzgerald. Francis Dotton. Jessica Williams. Amanda Bocciball. 
Shannon, Tiffany, Monica D'Augustino, Scotty J, of course, Angela Cobes, Radika Smith, and I miss him one. Um, who is the one that yelled at me yesterday for getting on redheads? I don't know. Hold on, Timmy. We gotta we gotta find that one. Well, Brandy. In the meantime, while he's looking at that, uh, where can people find us? You can find us on Facebook. Yes, we have two pages, but really the page that uh, we interact with everyone is History Dweebs, the podcast. So if you check out History Dweebs, the podcast on Facebook, join it. Um, that's where all the folks that we give shout outs to. That's where they hang out and. Um, a lot of fun stuff going on there, and we always love to have more people join us. So check us out on History Dweeb. Oh, Josh Burton, the did I get him? Hold on, give me one second because I don't want to miss this one. Where else can people find us, Brandy? She's mean. Angie uh, Drake. Can... We got to get her. Angie Drake, yes. Casey. Uh, you can find Casey. us on uh, Facebook, on iTunes. Yeah, you can find us on iTunes. Please leave us a review. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at History Dweebs One, or you could follow the Colonel at Hawk Waters. And you can find us on Stitcher or Libsyn or wherever. Yes, Amber Anderson is who you're talking about, Colonel. Michael Goodwin, of course. Amber Anderson was on Amber you. Gilchrist Anderson, right? Yeah, was on you for the yeah uh, about the redhead thing, and yeah. I don't. I stand and Karen by Barnes, it. do you get Karen Barnes on your list? Oh yeah, I got Karen. Okay, and Michael Goodwin, of course. Fat Boy so, Gardner. And Fat Boy Gardner, yeah. Who is neither fat, a boy, or a gardener. What do you think about that, Brandy? I I don't know what to say. Thank you. All right, Colonel, is that all the shout-outs? That is, that's all. If I missed anybody, just put it on the page and say, Colonel, you forgot me. What the hell's up with that? What about Kirsty? Did you say Kirsty? Kirsty Ramston? Yeah. Um, you, I know him, you don't. All right, uh, Brandy. Uh, it was a pleasure doing this podcast with you. I look forward to doing uh, many, many more with you. We're going to do one tomorrow on the um, the Charlie Manson family. We're going to talk about uh, Lynette Squeaky Frome and uh, Tex Watson and the whole crew. You excited about that? I'm about ready to pee myself. Are right. you going to be done with this whole messy ordeal by tomorrow? Are you going to be done running your dick sucker anytime soon? Dude, look at it. That's yes, a, a simple question. It is. Why? This is why we get one-star reviews. It's when people say vulgar and crude. Yeah. Why can't they're really you just, talking about you. Yeah, they're talking about you. Why can't you just say yes? That was a yes or no question. That's the problem with women. You ask them a yes or no question. They got to get into commentary. Look at it, Timmy. Putting their hands on me. Ow! Put your hands on me. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you all again next time on History Dweebs. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.